0: Hey guys, how are you? And welcome back to the Image Junkies podcast with me, Christian Parkinson, aka at Image Junkies, if you're on Instagram and Twitter. And today I'm recording this in Zimbabwe in my hotel room as I'm covering the Zimbabwe elections. Polling day was yesterday and now we're just waiting on results. So I'm here pacing up and down in my hotel room, uh, waiting for something to film. But in the meantime, I thought I'd take this opportunity to do an interview with a good friend of mine, brilliant cameraman, which is Tendai Musiya, who is the BBC's Harare cameraman. We talk about a lot in today's interview, including what life was like under the Mugabe regime for for journalists, for filmmakers, and how difficult it was. Including the time Tendai and his uh, colleague from AP got really badly beaten up by the police. Uh, and he thought he was going to die. So there's some pretty serious stuff we discussed today, but I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned here for cameramen and filmmakers about working in, in difficult political environments and also a lot of hope for the future and how things have started to change. So without further ado, let's hear from Tendai. So Tendai, mate, firstly, uh, tell us who you are, what you do, all that sort of palaver. Okay.
1: Well, my name is Tendai Musiye. We'll um, I'm a cameraman for the BBC, based in Arara. Um I've been a news cameraman for about 20-odd years now. Um, it looks far too young for that. It's just my first dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, I've just recently joined the BBC. I'm only probably about three years old now with the BBC. Um, the greater part of my... my um, journalism career was spent with the, uh with the ap as an agency cameraman
0: And was that a great training ground i mean what did you do there you know would you recommend for someone coming through spending time with an agency is a great way to learn the craft
1: i found i found it um incredibly useful actually to have been a a, a, a cameraman with for, for an agency um it allowed me um space to grow if i if i can uh, if i can put it that way uh you know the agencies these days require you to be uh to multitask so you're not only a cameraman you have you you have to script you have to you've got to come up with your own uh, stories most of the time so you you don't have you don't have the luxury of a producer or a reporter and stuff like that so um you you're working on just about anything and everything you know stuff that probably the um, channels don't get to themselves and stuff like that. And being working in, in, in those different environments, I think allows you uh, uh, a very broad training base, so to speak. Um, the AP was pretty good to me. I mean, uh, they allowed me to travel. Um, so I was not domiciled in Zimbabwe, just you know, doing the one Zimbabwe story, which would have probably bowled me to death.
0: I just doing Mugabe press conferences. Just doing
1: Mugabe press conferences, you know. Just waiting for there to be some sort of movement in uh, in the politics of the country. Uh, I mean, anybody who's followed the Zimbabwean story knows that this has been going on for a very, very long time, and it could drive one nuts, you know, if one just had to do just but that, you know. But I was able to uh, uh, to go off and do international stories. You know, I um, the highlight for me was. Uh, um being able to work in places like Israel uh you know I was able to work in Afghanistan so I just wasn't a Zimbabwe cameraman and I haven't done much much of the traveling since I joined uh, the BBC but I'm sure with time
0: yeah brilliant and so you've been a cameraman here for that long in that time what sort of stories have you covered you know give us a sense of what specifics about what you've done here in Zimbabwe in particular and and how that's gone, and how you've seen the country change over the years.
1: So, so the the, the obvious one would obviously be the politics. You know, uh, that has dominated the work that I've 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 done here. Uh, um, the I I came on I came on board in in the late nineties just as uh, the Zimbabwean political story was kicking off, you know, the land invasions and stuff like that. And I remember being then just freshly out of college and mostly working as a fixer for various uh, news outlets, the BBC included, um, and going off onto the farms and, and, and uh, having to cover the land, land invasions as they were called and getting myself into rather very tricky situations i mean um, i wasn't harmed and neither was anybody that i worked with at the time but it kind of made me think twice, whether like, this was actually what I wanted to do, you know. Um,
0: what sort of things did you see? What happened? And, and was there times where you thought you were going to get beaten up? I mean, just for anyone who doesn't know, what Tendai is talking about is when uh, uh, war veterans, they were called, weren't they, yes. In- invaded the, the white-owned farms. The white-owned farms. Um, so how, how was it? And what what sort of violence did you see? I mean,
1: I actually saw so people get killed. Uh, not that I witnessed them being killed, but I mean, I... I, I so dead bodies you know there was co- quite a um, not a lot i mean i remember two white farmers that got killed one in one in in the Machine region and one in the material region, uh, region. Um, th- at that point uh the war veterans were not they were not media friendly you know mm-hmm. it's not like what we see today you know uh, um you walk down the street now with the camera just a Almost anybody will embrace you. That wasn't the case then. I mean, the, the Zimbabweans had been conscientized to view anyone with a camera as uh, as an enemy of the state, um, and so the, the the violence. I mean, we were lucky at that point that we actually didn't get uh, <clears throat> get ourselves into uh, into in, into shitty uh, uh, situations. But we, but I, I knew of other uh, crews that had been. You know, I knew of other crews that had been beaten. I knew of other crews that had come to, uh, close to life and death situations. Um. So yes, it it would make make one wonder whether it was a profession worth being in, uh, or whether one should be thinking about doing other more sanitized jobs. You know that, you, you you you. When I was in college, I remember one of my lecturers saying to me that uh, when you are when you work in the media, you are the stupid people who when uh, everybody else is running out of a burning building you 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 are running into it and that didn't really mean anything to me until i um, i then actually started operating in the in, in, in the media space here um, and as fate would have it actually in um, march of 2011 um i've just really fast forwarded no no that's uh, fine i uh, I was. Um, I received quite a thorough beating in the hands of the police and, and state agents. Um, everybody would remember the pictures of Morgan Tsang with the swollen eye and, 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 and the cut in his head. And I, I happened to be in the same cell with him when it happened. Um, he took most of the beating, uh, unfortunately for him. Um, so you were beaten in the cell? In the cell, in the same cell as him. Um, I actually thought at some point, I thought he had died. Really? Yes, because he stopped you know in the beginning he 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 was uh he was crying you know he he would react to the beating and then it got to a point uh because they beat him for hours and it got to a point where he was just silent and they thought he was dead um i never knew that the human body can withstand such amount of uh pain until that day um it was uh, what was meant to be an ordinary boring Sunday coverage of a political uh, event, there were many of those at at the time, you know, Uh, turned out to be what will probably be uh, one of the worst days of my life. Um, The AP uh, photographer then, who is a great friend of mine actually, uh, um, and myself, we set off to... um, to an area called, it's, it's called Highfield, it's a, it's, a, it's a high density, what, what we call high density uh, suburbs, probably referred to as townships elsewhere. And in those days it was not easy for the opposition to mobilise because they, they were not allowed to. And so this meeting it, uh, had not been uh, granted the necessary authorities from the police for it to proceed. But however, uh, the MDC led by Morgan Sangrai then decided that they were going to proceed anyway. Uh, the police sealed off the township there was no access to the township now i've i've lived in Harare for a very long time and operated here for a very long time I knew I knew how to get into into the township so shanghai and myself well most of the, the the media crews here failed to get in we got into Highfurt and it resembled a ghost town you know, there was just but nobody on the street but the police it's usually a bad sign that was a really really uh, uh, bad omen uh, and 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 so i i have i have an aunt who lives uh, in the area and i said to twangira that that we needed to seek shelter you know um and that uh, if we got to my aunt's house we would be safe and we would be able probably to film from a window or something like that so it was in the process of trying to get to my aunt's house that we came across a group of uh, i don't remember the numbers but it was got a huge group of police and They stopped the car, searched the car. We obviously had uh, filming equipment. And I remember the one senior guy there saying to us that, if you're not from ZBC, you guys are in big trouble. And obviously, we were not from ZBC. That's the
0: Zimbabwe Broadcasting
1: Corporation, the the state broadcaster. state broadcaster. And immediately, what followed then was hours and hours of... um, beatings, You know, they they used anything and even everything that they could get their hands on, button sticks, butt, butted put booted feet.
0: Was uh, that by the car as well or was that later on?
1: No, by the car. Uh, they, they handcuffed my uh, they handcuffed me to to, to, to and threw us in the back of a bucky.
0: So when you say Changrai, that's your photographer.
1: Oh that's my photographer. Friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's two Changrai's involved Yeah. yeah. Um, well that's his first name and not his son. Um threw us into the back of a bucky and the beatings began, uh, drove us to the police station. And this is where we then met Morgan Zangirang, who, uh, who happened to have come to the police station to check up on his supporters that had been arrested. And this ordeal began just before midday or around about midday local time. And we were only then handed over to uh, uh, the civilian part of the, the police force at about five. Um, early evening, five five p.m. on the same day, and during that period between midday and five p.m., it was just nothing but um, these horror beatings. I <coughs> we then spent the night at um, at different pol- uh, police stations. Um, I was separated from my uh, photographer friend, and I I was actually able to get word to uh, people that this is what ha- what had happened because. I was lucky to have been taken to a police station where uh, I knew one of the, the, the officers there. We then went into panic for quite a while because we couldn't find um, my colleague. He just wasn't able to communicate with his presence. And I thought,
0: Because he'd been so badly beaten. Well,
1: because he'd been taken to a different police station than I had been taken to, and he was not allowed phone calls or anything. So the the trouble was is he he couldn't get word out about where he was, and we couldn't find him for for a day or two, which obviously now created uh, a serious uh, anxiety within within me, Uh, never mind having to deal with uh, um, the injuries from the beatings and stuff like that. I was now really, really worried about... um, I'm sure, like wise wherever he was, he was worried about me as well. Um, you know, we were never charged, uh, but the, the police did break my uh, my my camera um, during the beatings. They confiscated, they impounded Changrai's uh, car, the one that we were using on the day. He had to go through several court processes to get his um, his vehicle back. And again, um, I. I was at the time I was I was married and uh, with kids, so my wife said, "Asked me why I was doing what I was doing and uh, if if I thought getting killed in the line with duty was a good idea, you know, she and and that I should probably look for a different kind of uh, job. I don't know how to do anything else, you know, so I." The thought actually never crossed my mind because even 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 to this day I I don't know how to do anything else this this is all I know, so naturally I I took a break, um, must have been I think a month, and after about a month slowly got back into it,
0: and as I say there is never history yes, well, I mean looking back on that day now just thinking how would you maybe have done things differently. Um, I mean, obviously, you could say, "Well, I wouldn't have gone." I get that, but if yeah. you had have gone and you'd have, how would you have approached things differently now with the experience you've got now?
1: So, so the funny thing is, I had been to a hostile environments training course uh, prior to that to that incident, and and, but I actually never paid attention to the stuff that that, uh, uh, that they teach you. You know how you are always like, oh, well, that shit happens to other people and not me. So uh, I can tell you now that uh, Songhai and myself went into this situation without actually paying due attention. Uh, As far as we were concerned, we were going to sneak into this um, township. Uh, We were either going to get or not get uh, shots of um, the police harassing the MDC guys, and um, we would leave. Do you know, I mean, I, I had a barbecue plant that afternoon. Um, so how would we have done this differently? Well, um, we I think maybe actually knowing what the situation that we were getting ourselves into would have would have helped. Because there were people in in within this area that that, that I knew that we could have called up and 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 found out you know how how what was the mood what were the police up to uh, were they in in uh, in an aggressive mood were they just up to to disperse the MDC and 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 um, and end there um, so we could have done that but we didn't um, I mean I. We were trying to get to my aunt's house, as I said earlier on, but I would actually not even spoken to her to find out whether she was there. So chances are, even if we had gotten to her house, we were probably going to find out, find find her not there. You know, I, I just kind of assumed that, well, she's always there, so she, she should be there. Um, I think carrying heavy TV equipment was a mistake. We could have carried uh, maybe less conspicuous. Um, uh, Equipment, so to speak.
0: But so if you did it now, would you maybe just take your your cell phone and maybe a small stills camera or something? Probably just
1: shoot it on my phone. I mean, we, we phones are great now. You know, you get good quality of of of, uh, of iPhones. Um, a very small, uh, um, you know, the, you you this stuff. You know, there's there's stuff like GoPros now that that shoot excellent video that that one could carry. I mean, so probably. At that time there were not options, but there were other options that, mm. we, that, 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 that we could have explored. Um, but you never actually think that anything uh, untoward is going to happen. So it's like now, today I got up here to come to work to uh, film a press conference. I'm, I, my expectation is I'm going to film this press conference and then when it's done I'm going to go home. Do you know? Uh, I'm not actually planning for uh, um, anything else. And 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 so, it's easier. he's wearing
0: he's wearing pink shorts just for those listening. I don't think he would be allowed to film anything else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, um, you know, I think it's 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 easier to look back at it and say, oh, this this is we went wrong here. We 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 could have done this and that and stuff like that. Is as you, naturally, I think as human beings, we always kind of want. Uh, we, we hope for and expect uh, um, very civil and subtle outcomes, you know, but sometimes you, 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 you don't get those. I mean, I, I have to say that the perfect result here was that I'm still alive to talk about it and, and, have, and have learned from those. And how's your friend Changarai? He's doing very well, actually. Um, he, had to, to, he, he had it worse than I did. So he had to leave the country for, uh, for a month and based himself in, in Johannesburg, him and his family, because after that incident, um, the police, for some reason, went knocking at his house, broke down his door, um, gave him a, a, um, another beating. Uh, so it was, he decided and, and, and by the company and also he, he, by himself, that for his safety and that of his family, he had to leave the country. Um, but gladly he's back here and um, still doing what he does best. I mean, he's a fantastic photographer. Um, to anybody who's who's seen the stuff that he puts out, he is world class.
0: Well, that's that's a good segue to sort of jump forward a few years then, yeah. to um, the overthrow of Mugabe, the coup that wasn't a coup. Mm. You were here for that. Just give us a brief rundown of how that day developed for you, what you saw. And when you realised, oh my God, this is actually something really serious.
1: Yeah, that was that was a weird day actually. Um, so they had they had the signs were there, but I think because I'd, I've lived here all my life and covered this story, I just just never actually saw it moving uh, to that sort of to that kind of conclusion. So. Um, on the morning of, 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 the, of the day that, that, that the coup actually then eventually happened, um, there were reports of movements of military hardware from a, from a military base uh, just outside the city, uh, north of Harare. And um, there had been a press conference, the, 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 the leader of the army, then General Chiwenga, who's now the country's vice, vice president, had addressed a press conference the previous day in which he had basically given what uh, sh- I should have read as an ultimatum, but thought, what the heck, this is another chapter in Zampier's Boring Politics. And so it, almost most of my, my 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 editors who are obviously from without Zimbabwe, uh, you know, there's social media now these days, you know, so there were, there were pictures of these tanks. Uh, uh, on the road and stuff like that so and naturally my editors would have seen those and were calling to ask if uh, if a coup was uh, was underway and I'm like coup in this country hell no like well but then we've seen I'm, like, well, I'm sure it's some sort of military exercise they do this from time to time and I was right I mean I, ha- I have seen uh, military hardware being moved around before um, so I really really didn't pay much attention to it um, late afternoon the, there was, the hype had, had really built. And um, one of my editors was on the phone asking if I was sure that there wasn't a coup because there was all this talk of a coup. So, you know, just, just to be seen to be doing something, I eventually said, well, what the heck, let me go out and, and, and have a look. So we, um, a colleague and I drove out to, to us in the direction where the tanks were coming from. And what had happened was actually one of the tanks had broken down on the way in into the city, uh, and this was, this, these were the images that were circulating because this tube was just on the side of the road, and we got there and from because of past experiences, you know, with um, the security establishments here, we went with our cameras, um, just our cell phones because we weren't actually sure what we were going into. Uh, and I knew that if it was actually a coup that was going on, if we were stopped and searched and we found the cameras, we were going to be in trouble. And So we got there, saw what we saw, headed back into the city, and asked you that it was a drill. I said, well, and so I had to report to my bosses that, well, well I have seen a broken down tank on the side of the road, and uh several armed uh, soldiers but i think i still think it's a drill um i had to my my uh reporter had a story that needed to go out that night so i stayed late in the office cutting cutting a piece there was nothing else until untoward actually i should say uh, in the city i mean life was normal everybody was going about their business as usual so we stayed late in the office cutting this piece i mean i think we only managed to get into london about 11 o'clock local time um at about midnight i headed home i live uh, in the direction in which the tanks had had come from so driving home um i then uh drove past uh, one of these apcs um that two actually that were clearly b- blocking the road uh and this is a road, a a, um, a tributary road that ends up at the Zimbabwe Broadcasting Corporation, which is the, the the state broadcaster here. Um, I thought maybe I wasn't seeing right, so I made a U turn so that I could be sure. Um, I didn't dare approach once beaten a hundred times high. Um, and yes, pun intended. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so um, and. So there were boots on the ground. There was these two APCs, there were boots on the ground, there was armed guys. So my, my reporter also lives in the same direction as I do, and I knew she, was, she had been driving behind me, so I called it to check if she had seen what I'd seen. She said, yeah, I've actually seen that. And she had also made a U-turn to... She was a little bit more braver, or should I say naive, than I am. She actually turned in their direction and, and drove up towards the direction. Um, They allowed her to pass, didn't do anything. No, actually, they asked her to make a U-turn. But uh, she said they were friendly, mm. and so I then knew that this whole thing was because they were blocking access to the to the state media, and you know, anybody who's ever followed coups know in Africa know that uh, communication is essential, and and one of the, the, the key establishments that's taken is 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 uh, broadcast facilities. This is this is how uh, the uh, the actors then. Convey their message, so I knew that obviously this was the beginning of something, and uh, and that something was going on. In the state broadcast. I picked up f- phone, called a mate of mine that uh, works for the state broadcaster who didn't happen to be at work. He was uh, he was at home. Well, as most people were at that time, but he said he would call me back. He was going to check. He did call me back and told me that no, well, actually the, the the establishment had been taken over by the military, and they 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 had been the 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 military had entered uh, ZBC facilities just before the midnight bulletin and had uh, ordered that the the, um, the bulleting be stopped, and they had taken over control. So they were just playing music. That there, there was skeletal stuff at the time, as there would be at night. So this, for me, confirmed that a coup was uh, was underway. So I we then got in touch. Um with, uh, with 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 uh, with London London uh, the London side of our operation to tell them that this is what what was going on. Luckily, I, I carry I I always carry my gear with me. Um, all my stuff stays in in the car because um, I've learned over over the years that stuff happens when you least expect it to happen.
0: Agency training, right yes. there. So we were able to immediately go live. We broke the story. Um, when you say we broke the story, you mean uh, internationally, or you were the first compl- like anywhere? I think
1: anywhere, even here, because everybody had uh, they were done for the day and they, they noth- nothing had, had said cool hmm. at, at that point of the time, but at that time we knew that it was cool.
0: So what did you do? You went live from your garden or something? We went live from,
1: uh, from not my garden, from, but from a colleague's garden hmm. um, and at about 3am local time um, uh, you could hear Gunshots now ringing in um, in the dead of the night. And was that from State House? No, it was not from State House. It was the, there were a couple of ministers, then ministers, that were targeted by uh, um, by the military, uh, and, and and it was their houses that were being attacked by uh, by the military. Um, and what
0: was the gunfire for? Was there an exchange of gunfire between the ministers' e- guards or something?
1: There was an exchange of gunfire. You know, this is the thing: is the the politics then had got so toxic to the extent that. Uh, the um, the security sector uh, sector was divided. So the 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 the, the army clearly supported the um, the uh, the head of the army, the, the general Chuenga, who. Was supporting uh, the then deposed vice president, who is now president, uh, Emerson Mnangagwa, and then the police were on the side of uh, former president Robert Mugabe, and now it's the responsibility of the police in this country to protect ministers and uh, and VIPs. So there was an exchange of fire at at at, about, at two residences. Um, up to this day, is, we we're not actually sure of how of of events of that night because. There's talk of people having been killed, you know, um that um at one at one residency I think uh that three police officers had been killed. There was never any confirmation that came forward. I mean the the, the army wants us to believe that it was bloodless. Um so and one of one of the things that the establishment here is very good at is um is is media blackouts. Um, uh, in the best of times. So you can imagine in, in a in a in a situation like that. Um Stayed up all night on the day. Um, we didn't go home. Um, waited for uh, daybreak because we we were, t- yes, too scared to venture out uh, at night. First light, we went out, drove into the city. Oh, by then, actually, I should mention. I mean, the 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 now famous uh, uh, General uh, um, S B Moyo had been on state TV to announce that. It it, it, what was a coup was not a coup, and that the the, the then former president was safe. I mean, I'm sure everybody has watched that uh, um, that video. So daylight, we ventured into the city, and it was crawling with uh, with the army, you know. And again, we went without without our gear because we we needed to get a sense of 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 where things were going, you know, how, how amenable was the military going to be to media and stuff like that. And, and we, I, I think the first time we put a camera on the ground was probably at about mid-morning when we needed to shoot a, P, a PTC um, uh, um, and, and did a few shots of, uh, of the military hardware that was on the ground, from at that point from a distance. You know because we really weren't sure where things were going it was only much later on when um when the military switched on the we are a friendly um, army come to we, we're here to serve you kind of thing that we were able to get closer but at that time would have been stupid not to be not to be careful in actual in actual fact i remember um as we were shooting um one of Shingas guys ptcs um with 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 the background of uh of an apc I I I saw in the viewfinder two military guys walking towards us. At which point I told the guy that we were in shit and we should leave as soon as possible. So we tried to pack up and, and 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 put stuff in the car and try and drive off, but that didn't work. And and I I really thought that we were done for. You know, um, amazingly, um, we we leave to tell the tell actually actually nothing unto what happened. I mean, we it, it, there was a. A little bit of an interrogation about who we were and what we were doing and stuff like that. So um, our accreditation cards seemed to work on the day. They usually don't work for anything. You know, they're good to get you into press conferences and stuff. But when 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 uh, when shit hits the fan, they count for nothing. Um, but on that day, amazingly, they did, and uh, we were actually allowed. This is this is the first time that we got close to the uh, um, to the military. We and they allowed us to actually shoot a piece to camera with them in the background, which uh, was freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, and even the reception we got back from uh, from the bosses in London when we fed it in showed us uh, was was a sign itself that it had been. Uh, it was something, this was the first time that anybody had gone close to the military, mm. you know. Um, we were waiting for reinforcements to come in. This was obviously brewing as a big story, which not we, this was. There was only three of us on the ground at the moment myself, Shingai, my reporter, and uh, colleague Phil Davies, um, a producer. We, we we couldn't have done it without support but we say was that there was a 24 i think to a 48 hour law before anybody else was, was able to get in
0: you know uh you eventually got in yourself as well
1: um, much
0: later because i'm a natural coward i didn't want to <laughs> risk it <laughs> i thought i'd let you get arrested and beaten up first <laughs> yeah
1: see see t- test the waters use me as the uh, as the guinea pig um but we we, we we were then able to uh, get the help of seasoned uh, BBC people, which is fantastic uh, because we had we had uh, we had a big team here, and I think I think uh, the work that we did at that time spoke for itself. We've since won an award for it. Uh, no money, uh, shameful. Yeah, what a shame. But um, yeah, uh, it it turned out to be. It's it, it was. It was packaged to 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 appear as a transition from uh, bad governance to good governance. You know, uh, it, it it actually is still being packaged as such, which is a little difficult for me because these are the same actors. You know that were there. Uh, in two thousand and eleven, these are the same agents that that we're responsible for, for for not only my beating but the the beating the the the, the beatings and the killings and the disappearances of 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 several several uh, people whose up to now whose whereabouts are unknown. Now, it's it's really difficult, especially if you've if you've been in the situations that I've been in, to then be told that you now need to accept this new they call themselves the new dispensation it's a word that has been thrown around a lot since they they since the coup and now to be told that um these violent actors of yesterday and the and and and, and, and uh, these guys that have actually taken over power uh through the use of military force because that is exactly what it was uh are liberators you know they are—they are the good guys. They are here to make things better. Zimbabwe is open. They tell us. Um,
0: so when you're not convinced, I'm not. Well, just just for those listening, tomorrow is election day. So I guess we'll find out if uh, if the electorate have been convinced or not. Yeah. So quick wrap up then, because I know you've got to go. So from your experience since the coup, since the new president, how different? is it for camera crews and journalists on the streets now? What's changed?
1: There have been, there have been amazing changes, you know. Uh, so uh, we, are, we are speaking from a hotel room in Harare. You've come into the country legally. Uh, not only you, so I have hundreds and hundreds of other journalists from, from other media outlets. That, that wasn't the case in, uh, in last elections. You know, we were a closed society uh the establishment then believed that um, by keeping ourselves uh, under reps and, and and not being scrutinized by by the outside world, we uh, we were doing ourselves um, uh, we were protecting ourselves, so to speak, you know uh, they spoke a lot of sovereignty and and, 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 and all other such hogwash. Um, but amazingly the same actors, they have, uh, they have opened up the, the media. I'll speak of the media space because we work in the media. They have opened up the media space. You can, uh, you can go into the streets of Hararia and uh, walk with a camera, no one will care. In fact, people will come to you and want to be interviewed, you know, which wasn't the case before. People ran away from people with cameras. You know, uh, a vox pop was one of the most difficult things to, to do on the streets of Hararia, not anymore. I mean, I could go out now and come back with 10, 10 vox pops, uh, more if I wanted. Um, the sort of access that has been allowed. Uh, um, I, I mean, I've had the opportunity of not only uh, being part of uh, a team for the BBC that has interviewed the president, but just even before we were given the interview, just being allowed to interact with the president. Um, so, in that sense, I would have to say, I mean, d- despite my not being so uh, convinced that 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 these actors are um, are what are the characters that I would want to lead the country, they have done amazing work there. Um, I suppose if you were them, they know what it is that they did to uh, destroy this place, and so they probably know what it is that they need to do to uh, to undo the damage that that uh, that they've been responsible for. And in fact, now it's easier to get access to. To ZanPF characters, uh, the president included than it is to get access to, to opposition uh, figures. You know, it's more difficult to get. We we had to jump through hoops to get an interview with uh, the MDC presidential candidate Nelson Chamisa. You know, um, and and that that, that that wasn't the case. So there's been there's been a a a, a like like a three hundred and sixty uh, about ten on from both sides. You know, um, the ZanPF and they've gone from being four to, to friendly. And, and and unfortunately on the other side for reasons best known to 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 the actors involved, they 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 have grown cold to um, to especially us, the BBC.
0: Um, um, weird but but it is what it is. So final question then just to wrap up quick quick answer. Uh, are you hopeful for I don't mean the future of Zimbabwe in general, but specifically working as a journalist and cameraman in Zimbabwe? Do you think this means now you're actually going to be able to work properly?
1: If what we're seeing now is anything to go by and if there are no changes, yes it's um i couldn't I actually can't ask for more at the moment to be honest and I, I mean uh, I. I know I have never experienced the sort of freedoms that I'm experiencing now. As uh, you know, tomorrow is tomorrow is the election day. I have to go out and uh, uh, cover uh, early morning voting. Um, in the past, that would be something that would have made me think a um, hundred times over that w- am I sure that I really want to do this? So am I? Am I? Am I going? Am I going to walk away from the polling station after after filming the? So it created serious anxiety within within one. No, No. The only thing I need to to, to to be is sober tomorrow morning so that I don't have a, a headache in the morning.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't give him much hope at that. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cool, mate. So I'm sure you'll all agree that uh, Tendai is a fascinating guy with some amazing experience who's dealt with some tough times. So I, for one, hope that the changing dispensation in Zimbabwe will bring him a much easier life and a much easier environment in which to operate as a cameraman. Well, that's all for today, guys. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do subscribe. Please share the links with friends and colleagues who you think might be interested. And do get in touch if you've got any comments or thoughts on who I should interview next. You can contact me on Twitter and Instagram, both of which I'm at Image Junkies with an IES. I also have a YouTube channel. I think if you just Google Image Junkies Christian Parkinson, you'll find me. I've got a few different channels. Hopefully you'll find the right one. And uh, you can also drop me an email if you want image at gmail.com. So drop me a line, keep in touch. And if you want to be on the show, let me know. All right, guys, thanks a lot and take care. Bye bye.